Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. Happy Friday, all! Today is a very special Friday for me because it is technically the 52nd Friday of Finding Fertility. That's right, we have done a whole year. Now, if you have been here from the very beginning or if you have listened to some of the older episodes, we started out as the infertile diagnosis and then I rebranded everything and that included the podcast into Finding Fertility. Now, I really hope this podcast has just given you some different insight on what you can do in the comfort of your own home to increase the chances of getting and staying pregnant. I started this podcast because I really wanted a podcast that people could relate to, but also get some no BS advice or sugarcoating or wishy-washy information about how diet and lifestyle play a very important factor in your fertility. In honor of the past year, I'm bringing out some never before heard clips from some of the past episodes. Now, these are just clips of either me and the guests chatting before or after, or me and the girls over from the Fertility Connection talk show, having a little chat before we go live and record. I want to thank you for being here and listening and getting in touch with me and letting me know how much this podcast has helped you during your journey. It means the world to me and the more you let me know with the ratings or reviews or getting in contact with me via email or on Instagram or TikTok, it really helps me push through and keep producing this podcast and knowing that I'm having a big impact in your life and helping you to get steps closer to your dream family. Without further ado, let's get to episode number 52 and some hidden clips from the past year. Pretty much all of us get told when we get diagnosed is you're likely going to have trouble getting pregnant and that's all you kind of think about. And so it's what a lot of people expect. So when they do have trouble, the route of, okay, I'm probably going to, you know, I'm, I will have to go through that medical world of having to have fertility help rather than if they got told, okay, you're not ovulating at the moment, which would mean that you would struggle to get pregnant at the moment. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to have an issue. We just have to get you back ovulating and then things will be likely fine. So I think that we just need to kind of rephrase that a whole lot. Hopefully, my co-host Sarah and I, you know, say hopefully we're not the crazy women talking about gut health and infertility in 10 years time, that it is the norm and it's a hard thing to give up your Doritos and alcohol (laughs) beverage. (laughs) Um, I got really into the psychology of it all, um, even through my own journey of like, what is it that makes it so hard to give up these things? to improve our health you know why are we so connected to a glass of wine or our bread or I mean I know they're addictive and there's that side of it but psychologically it has to be something really deep rooted before your trouble started and for so many of the people that are attracted to working with me it's because when they understand why they're doing something then they can actually stick with it whereas if they're just told what to do that's when they're like ah it's not working and like I've been doing this for four months and and nothing's nothing's changed so 
like it must yeah. not work for me. Whereas if they get the physiological reason about why they're doing it, then they can stick with it long term. And I even think like the holistic side of it, if you don't have like-minded people to talk to you about like your vision of holistic and mindset and infertility, they don't get it. Even my own family, after like having a natural pregnancy after eight years of infertility, they're like, oh, it's just one of those things. I'm like, fuck off. It's not one of those things. Like, don't you dare like take all my hard work and just sum it up in just one of those things. <laughs> I'm on a journey, right? In terms of trying to be more honest and open about that. I, I really feel like this is a more... And getting much more into kind of shamanic and all of those kinds of things and really trying to hear what I need to say going to the woo-woo place and it's just really come through that that is that is what I need to talk about more now so this is quite new it's processed I mean blimey I'm a therapist and I've done years of therapy so that is processed for me but I haven't talked a lot about it I've done a blog okay and I've, I've just put it out there just a couple of weeks ago or so but because this invitation was there I was like do you know what this is an invitation that I need to speak to actually it would be it's an opportunity to talk about that and like I said I think I would say for about 95% of women there is some kind of sexual issue that has happened in their life, whether it was abuse or just something in their, like their teen years, you know, when you're first starting to have sex or that is huge, right? Infertility is, you got to be open. Like I was kind of like a bit of a prude. And now I'm like, I don't give a shit who sees my vagina. Like I've had more people, more random strangers look at my vagina than I've had sexual partners. Like it just does something to you, right? And um, so, yeah, I think I really think that niche I hate to put it that way, but... No, but, but I'm seeing it as a calling because part of me was like, really, do I really have to talk about this? Do I really have to wash my dirty laundry? I, I don't really want to do that. But actually, like you say, there are a lot of women out there, yeah. a lot of women who lie in awake tonight because they know they've got to go in and have that dildo camera tomorrow and it's frightening the life out of them. And I just think... If I don't say something, yeah. it might not get said. So I do. I feel like I need to talk about it. Yeah. And we need to just acknowledge it and know that you can, you you can you can come through that. You can come through that. Does acupuncture help improve egg quality? And then she gave her spill of how you know it gets the blood flowing and all that, which I believe in it. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it just drives me crazy. It's just like it's not a fucking quick fit. If you are having egg quality issues, like I'm sorry, acupuncture is not going to help yeah. with that. And why are we just like everyone's like, let's look at our eggs? I'm like, what about the rest of your whole body? If you fix the rest of your body, then the eggs will improve. Yeah, and I've said to Sarah too, you know, I don't care who people go to. I just want them to go to someone and get healthy and have healthy yeah. babies. That's the ultimate goal. Our little niche, even though if people do need assistance with IUIs or IVF, that's fine. But doing that work before they go there is um, is not very popular right now. It's not pretty. We can't glamorously sell it like the other other people who are saying, you know, just support each other and do IVF after IVF. You'll be fine. I know. <laughs> it's, um, I really run into that a lot. I mean, the whole journey is work. So IVF is work. So people showing up for round after round after right. round of IVF and it's so draining. And But the getting healthy, the message of getting healthy. And I just feel like there's so many more resources 
than oh, even God. when I was going through this, you know, seven years ago. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, there were, I didn't even, I wasn't even on Facebook groups, mm-hmm. you know, not even that. Honestly, I don't know that I would have, like we were really private about it for a long time. People just, they want the quick fix, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the angle to approach it from because I did everything the hard way, you know, like we did crazy things to make money, crazy things to save money, but the mindset piece came later. Mm-hmm. And so that's really my goal is to make this so much easier for people because when all three things are in alignment, you get there so much faster. Yeah. You know, but if you're like in a scarcity mindset where like you are pinching every penny and you are constantly stressed and that's what you're focused on and you think that you're stressed about money and not addressing what you're really stressed about, you know, you're, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's not impossible for it to work, but it is just so much more of a struggle than it needs to be. So I'm really hoping to help people shortcut that. And I've been, it's been really fun to watch how fast that does happen. Like, yeah, for me, I ended up finding that I did have an autoimmune issue that had nothing really related to fertility. And that's why my journey was so long because no one was talking about the gut, the immune system, how everything's linked in your body. So yeah, just trying to tap into people and get them to realize that, you know, even though I felt there was nothing wrong with me, I had, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of symptoms that I wasn't addressing. And I had to figure out, okay, why do I have gut issues? Why do I have a leaky nose? (laughs) Why, you know? Yeah, it's all those things for sure. And so those all added up. And for me, you know, my genetics and they just caused infertility. So yeah, you know, most people in the holistic world have kind of seen the light, <laughs> like not to, yeah. to just, you know, kind of wake people up and say like, look, you know, these things as I know they're not because we can't scientifically prove it because we're all so different and we can't pinpoint like yeah. what one thing is going to do for you it still doesn't mean that it's woohoo and it doesn't work. So I I ended up having an IVF baby, but I also ended up getting pregnant naturally. I agree. Because there's so much you could do, and, and we'll talk about that, but there's so much you could do on your own pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the podcast is going to be pretty like pretty frank and blunt about a lot of things and maybe piss a lot of people off because I think a lot of people just don't want to hear about the you know, the holistic side of things. A lot of them aren't ready, but I've heard of it. If you're, if you're pissing somebody off, that means you're doing something. right? (laughs) Cause you just, you're never going to have everybody agree with what you're saying. And sometimes it does come down to being challenged and like probably 85% of my patients want me to challenge them, Mm -hmm. you know, which sometimes you need in order to create real change. Yeah. And some people don't. Even though people are like, there's nothing wrong. It's just one of those things. I was like, no, it's just not. I just don't believe that. And luckily there was a book talking about all the immune system stuff. And yeah, that kind of sent me on my path of finding out what was wrong. But isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting how you wouldn't have known this had it not been for this journey? It was like a light shining for you. It was just showing you. And now you're with your child or your children that are specifically destined for you. The genetics, the alignment, the timing, everything. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And I like I always laugh because I wouldn't say through most of my journey, you know, because everyone's like, oh, you know, this is happening for a reason. For most of it, I was like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Because it took me a little bit longer, even after like I changed my diet and all that still wasn't working. I still hadn't found my thing. I always joke that I was like, all right, I was ready at um, like five years. (laughs) But but I know. 
I get it now. And this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to, yeah, help people figure out very unexplained infertility. And during all my infertility years, I did child education. And when I figured out all this stuff, I thought I would go into you know, helping children who were sick, who had like ADHD or anything like that. And I hated dealing with the parents. And I was Mm. like, I can't, I can't convince this parent to do what they need to do for their child to make them healthy. It just, I don't know. I just didn't really like it. So yeah, I kind of got, well, how can I help children from the very beginning? (laughs) Right. It's true. You know, I mean, because you can definitely change a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. A day date. Did he pay? Yeah. Nice. He's a gentleman. He's lovely, actually. He's a a true English gentleman. Well, no, he's not. He's Canadian, actually. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect, then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Much better. Much better than (laughs) Essex. Let me tell you, I have never seen so many hot guys in one place as Toronto. Everyone's dressed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume they were all gay because they were like put together. Oh, they were put together. Oh, yeah. Smoke, but I mean smoke and hot. That it was bizarre. <laughs> all, they all live in Toronto, the hottest men in the world. Go to go to Sweden if you ever want to feel really bad about yourself because actually. <laughs> Everyone you walk by, me and my husband caught each other like checking everyone out. <laughs> We're like, oh my god, people are too beautiful here. <laughs> it's like going to like the supermodel capital of the world. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It sucks. <laughs> How's it going, Robin? Not bad. Computer took a while to load, yeah. um, but we're here. Yeah. Do you want to shut your closet door? <laughs> Those are the little things I notice. It's awful, isn't it? I probably have like blueberry smoothie on my. (laughs) (laughs) That seems appropriate considering. Oh, well, I'm really excited everyone's here. Yeah, this is amazing. Does anyone want to talk about anything business wise? I know we would said about going around doing a quick round robin thing. I'm really liking that, like, people are doing their one a week thing and. I think we get so much more feedback than trying to all shove into one call. Hey. Agree. Thank you so much for your lovely, just beautiful comments. Thank you so much. It was, um, yeah, I felt very loved and just smart, smart words as well. And as I say, it was just so weird because then I went, I went, I was like, I'll just have a look. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> like, there you go then. That's it. That's yeah. it. Decision made. Yeah. It's such an awkward place to be in when you're trying to start a business and then life is completely falling apart around you. You're just like, shit, what do I do? But I think you'll get on the right track. And yeah, you have so much to offer, so you better get on the right track. We do love you. (laughs) So I thought we would talk about, you know, kind of how we as a community are just kind of treated in our first, we go to the doctors and then what do they say to us? You know, they, they lead us down this, you know, medical path, which for a lot of us, um, we, we don't necessarily need, you know, if we were geared a certain way before those treatments, one, we might not need those treatments or two, those treatments wouldn't be so like all consuming, right? So if you worked on your mental health just a little bit and you did an IVF round, you know, and if it failed or if something unexpected came up, it you wouldn't get set back so much. You know, I'm sure all of us, the clients that we work with, 
you know, it's just devastating. And even our own experiences with going through these treatments, I just, yeah, I just kind of feel like it should be brought up a lot more. And it, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and go, do this, do this, do this. It's like, but how long did it take me to do that? It took me years. (laughs) It took me years to eat the way I eat, think the way I think, you know, and I'm still learning. I'm still trying and failing and... (laughs) And building the course then brings up all the shit show, all the stuff in your head, right? Yeah, I'm like, fuck, how did I do all this? It's like, no wonder I had a nine-year journey. Uh, I cracked a rib. You cracked a rib? I'm feeling. Yeah, pretty sore. What? How did you do that? Oh, friendly family game of rugby. Oh, lovely. <laughs> that wasn't that friendly. Someone's a little competitive? What's my oh, oh, God. Me and my husband are so competitive. It's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, no, it was just wrong timing. I went and dived for a try, and he put his knee out, and my rib hit his leg and cracked my rib. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's been um, painful. And then, um, yeah, the one day out of like the next 14 or 15 days that my husband has off to take care of me, he got a bee sting, and his foot oh ballooned. Gosh. And he got like all lightheaded. And this was like 24 hour later reaction to it. It was just <laughs> like insane. But I was so fucking pissed off at him. I was like, this is my day to be sick. <laughs> you Fuck your foot. Fuck your beastie. Fuck your beastie. <laughs> I remember that. We were like, that is not my freaking sick day. Screw you. <laughs> right. Where it went off. But I don't know if I should have been more of an advocate advocate for myself like hey can we do this hey can we do that and that's what I kind of give my clients I almost give them like a little bit too much I'm like here's what's on offer this is know that this is available for you and this is why I think you might need it or if they're like oh I want to do this test you know I just never kind of got offered I don't know, like a lot of the stool testing I didn't do until I started training for FDN. And I didn't have anything by that time. I don't know if I cleared anything up just with going AIP on my own. I don't, I don't think so. But, you know, I just never got really tested for that much. And it was very like bitty and stuff. I, I find more, more and more people coming to me that they're, they're like, listen to your podcast. I've gone to a functional doctor and I'm still not getting to the the root of all this yeah it's like the functional doctor doesn't necessarily always have time to then help coach you through it and you you start to doubt it and then there is like a whole thing to help you do it yeah and like missing that piece of that like coach of like okay when shit hits the fan and you can't you don't want to do the diet or you're struggling or mentally you know like you know, having those extra pieces can help you get the most out of your coaching that you've paid for, like a functional medicine practitioner, or does that make sense? Yeah. Cause you're going to see, cause you second guess it. People second guess it. Okay. This isn't right. See, I'm a big fan of, I have an podcast plan that's called, should I do IVF? And my answer is yes, but only because there are women who wait eight years before doing IVF. But my answer is but you absolutely don't do IVF and then do nothing. Like it needs, they can work to, like, it's not an either either, like do both. Like, right. yeah. and then if you yeah. do that, you like, if you're not doing, like, if you're not trying to figure out what's going on, like all you're going to have to do, all you're going to have is just failed IVF tests anyway. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it was just a really interesting, interesting. <laughs> just no put one. a bandaid on it. Don't. No, she kept it's saying it. And it was like, Oh, 
so yeah, you have quite an amazing story. Oh yes, I, I do actually. Very, very crazy one. And uh, but I guess you know, like uh, some people says, you know, God don't give you things that you cannot handle. Sometimes we feel that we can't handle them. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta find that inner strength and either sink or swim. Right. And yeah, fertility seems to you know, test us to the ultimate. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, you know, when it doesn't work or when uh, miscarriage or when it's happened like me, it's still buried, like just read, buried like there, you know? Yeah. Life happens, is that what they said? <laughs> right? I feel like when you're failing, you're trying. That's what I always say. Uh, yes, yes. You know, sometimes those failures are, you know, the worst of the worst. Finally found the root cause. I have, or I had high NK cells. I could use drugs and I did on my second frozen embryo transfer and had a baby. But on top of that, I was doing diet and lifestyle and I ended up getting pregnant naturally after eight years. So I'm That's kind what of usually a- happens when you have unexplained infertility because it's like everything seems okay. And then when you do what you did, diet and more healthy kind of lifestyle most people that has that get pregnant naturally yeah yeah so it's just finding your root cause you know for you you found your blocked fallopian tubes and unfortunately you know not everything has a natural path to conquer the fertility but i feel very grateful that we live in a modern age that we can find out these issues you know I, I think 10, 15 years ago, I would have never known I had high NK cells, you know, like that's of course, yes, true. science. I mean, you know, we're grateful for IVF for people who do truly need it. Yes, me too. And this is one of the things as an IVF coach, I always tell my clients or people that uh, catch me, you know, on discovery calls is like the first thing I'm asking them, what is the cause of your infertility so if they tell me okay i have pcos or this but a lot of them tell me like you have an unexplained infertility and i'm like why you are jumping right away on ibf you you are putting so much on your plate besides what you already have by not getting pregnant yeah and i just i just don't think the knowledge is out there i know i did it i didn't have anyone saying like look there's other ways there's different options you know right now the mainstream you go to the doctors and that's that's all they know to give you so it's not like judging anyone it's just you know trying to inspire people that there are other ways thank you yeah and i i feel like we share a lot of the same passion because i've just listened to a couple of your podcasts and you know you really talk about the epigenetics and and just encouraging women to take charge of their fertility and empowering them and and that's what I'm all about you know it's and, and I feel like because of what I went through so early on it really helped me to become more aware that our body is always trying to give us signs and signals that okay something's not right you know look listen to me go inwards instead of always seeking stuff outwards and then you know, with everything I went through, just thinking back, and I know we're going to talk about hindsight later, but this is what I tell people, you know, it's like, there was a reason why all those symptoms were happening. Yeah. And yeah, at the time it sucked going through it, but looking back, I'm so grateful for it now because it basically forced me to, you know, take the action I needed to get my health back in balance, which is eventually what help me to even, you know, get pregnant and have kids. And, and then even going further back, I was like, okay, what was my mom exposed to? Was there something that, you know, she might have had imbalances or deficiencies that then 
predispose me to have an increased risk for, you know, getting ulcerative colitis. Like, so then you're just like, oh my gosh, I have to help women. Like, I just, I need, I need to get this message out so we can, we can help women. And I mean, really at the end of the day is just bring healthier kids into this world is, is really the goal. And when I learned about epigenetics, I was like, okay, there's my, there's my in with the kids. Like we can get it before it, it's even a kid's issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that is what drives me nowadays is just the statistics, you know, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, just the, the chronic illness and 40% of our kids and the childhood cancers and the uh, neurological and behavioral issues and the autism rates. And I'm like, oh my gosh, as a society, we're not going to be able to manage this and we're not going to be able to move forward if we don't start doing something about this now and then understanding, you know, how much our health prior to conception can affect all these things later on, but nobody's talking about that. It's like, yeah. oh no, let's just push you off to, you know, IVF or meds. In my mind, a lot of times it's prematurely yeah. and completely ignoring all these underlying factors that are going to pop up later on, you know, yep. so, and, and probably snowball into something more serious possibly. So it's like, why not take the time to take a step back and help mom and dad prior to conception? And what do we get out of it? Oh my gosh, we get a healthier baby. It, yeah, it's hard because, you know, progesterone's almost a taboo thing where some doctors are like, I don't believe in it at all. And I'm not going to talk about it. And so we put this whole thing about progesterone, how important it is. And then we're like, well, my doctor won't test me or he doesn't think it matters. And I'm like, yes, that's why this product exists. You be your own advocate. Yeah. I've been talking a lot about how, you know, for me, I had the overactive immune system and I was lucky that it was kind of cutting edge technology when I was trying that we could at least test for it. And now that it's a little bit more mainstream, you still, it's still new science. And unlike what you're doing, which is like cut and dry, right? Like it's, you don't it's even science, right? <laughs> so, I'm like, wait a minute, this has never existed before, and I go, no, it never has. It's so obvious. Like I show people like the graphs, and I'm like, okay, here's what ovulation predictors are. Here's pregnancy, and we do this middle part. They're like, what? Right. I'm like, yeah, people have like just discounted progesterone and said it doesn't matter for so long. It's just crazy because it all matters, right? Even oh, absolutely. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. I truly hope this podcast has helped you, support you, guide you, and given you a little bit more knowledge about what true fertility health is. Please leave a rating or review and let us know how Finding Fertility has helped you during your journey. Thank you once again for an amazing year and looking forward to the next one to come. Have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Tuesday for another Closer to Day clip.